All right, before we hit our top five stories of the day here in Hour 3 on the Plank Show, um, pumped to be hanging out at Cavens on a Friday. It's our weekly stop, usually on Thursdays, but Gary, with my son's graduation, was kind enough to let us move to a Friday. Uh, and, and Gary, let's just talk about environmental and how Cavens has been at the forefront of of helping to, to fix, solve uh, just everything it takes with environmental needs for your clients. That's right, Chris. We, you know, um, that's the reason I'm not there this morning. I've been out in the field all morning doing mold testing. Uh, we've seen a, a huge uh, uptick in mold uh, because in spring and the humidity's back and mold's starting to grow. It's wet. Um, so, you know, if you think you have mold issues, give us a call, you know, 473 We can come out and do an uh, inspection and mold testing and see exactly what's going on. Uh, in your home or in your business. You know, you have trained a lot, you've studied a lot, you've worked a lot in this field, and it can be, you know, obviously we understand the property side of it, but, Gary, we talk about it a lot. The health side of it for you and your family is a pretty big deal too. It is, it is. It can cause cause health issues. It can uh, definitely affect your allergies. It can definitely affect... uh, uh, I know some people that, it, you know, we've done some projects where um, before we got there and tested the house and find out what was going on in the house, uh, people had been hospital, hospitalized because of mold. So it's really important to, you know, uh, take proper precautions and, and get, you know, mold issues investigated, find out what type of mold it is because there's many different kinds of mold, um, and, and find out if, you know, if you have the bad mold, we'll call it the bad mold, uh, the bad mold <laughs> in your house. Oh, Gary Cavins is with us. We're spending our Friday here at Cavins Construction. Gary's out doing work for you. And with that in mind, the commercial maintenance side of things is one we talk about quite a bit. It's been a big, um, it's been a big thing for you guys, Gary. What's made it so necessary? What's made it such a big deal, in your opinion, to see how you can take that concern off the to-do list of of, of business and and property owners? Well, we, you know. Commercial maintenance is one of our main things that we do. Uh, you know, we do many, many different things, but commercial maintenance is one of our big main things. You know, we help uh, business owners with their millwork, with uh, door issues. We had a grocery store last night. They couldn't lock up because uh, the door wouldn't shut properly and the, they couldn't set the alarm. So we send an after hours, one of our after hours maintenance guys out there to assess the situation, get it fixed. And they got that store, grocery store locked down and the alarm secured and armed for the night. You know, it's little things like that, you know. And anything construction-wise, you know, as far as paint, uh, ceiling, flooring, commercial doors, cabinetry, plumbing, electrical, HVAC, uh, the list goes on and on. Anything for your facilities, uh, we can help you with. Stop shop, whether you're a restaurant, a bank, uh, industrial manufacturing, um, a grocery store, um, a, a law office, a pharmacy, um, a, you know, a strip mall landlord that needs some repairs done. Uh, just, the, you know, we can help, and that's what we do, and that's what we specialize in. And, you know, we're a one-stop shop when it comes to commercial maintenance repairs. Um, our guys are top-notch. They're always continuing to train and develop their skills, and we're doing training classes weekly with them. And that's the same thing on the environmental side. Our environmental training is the same way we do environmental training each week um and you know we have a new environmental website uh cavens 
environmental.com and don't forget cavensconstruction.com and you know follow us on facebook uh instagram and uh twitter where you know we update that with some of the projects that we do on a daily basis so people can see what's going on and kind of understand a little more about cavens and what we do and what we can do for you you hit it on the head you summed it up perfectly gary thanks for still having us out enjoy your day in the field and we'll see you next thursday outstanding thank you so much chris Gary Cavins. All right, listen, instead of like rushing through the firehouse, listen to me, instead of rushing through the top five stories of the day here, Josh, uh, you want to hit a couple of air comfort solutions texts and then then get after it after the break? Let's. Yes, let's okay. give ourselves plenty of time. Um, True Sooner wanted to clarify. He said, what I meant was I would almost start Nicole May tonight. I had somebody earlier today Speaking of Sooner softball, that uh, this is from David and Norman. He writes, let's go with Macy in the circle tonight and give her some confidence. This, I'm fine with giving Macy some confidence. Let's be up a little bit, right? Let's let's see a team that, you know, has themselves a, a pretty good cushion. And then, then you give Macy an opportunity to see what she can do. Because, I mean, it's kind of wild to think about it. But, oh, let me look. I don't even – it's interesting because I've often said when people would, would ask me about pitching because, you know, you get into the early parts of the season. Josh, I think you know this more than anyone, but Sooner softball fans, in a good way, are they're, – they're very in tune with what's going on in the team. When they look at a roster and they're like, well, I haven't seen that girl play this year. What's wrong with Emmy Guthrie? You immediately start getting questions about it. Where's Quincy Lilio, blah, blah. And the reality is that, you know, sometimes people aren't playing for a reason. And you hate to say it, but, you know, here's Macy, who's a junior, that we have questions about, hey, you know, might we see her tonight? She hasn't even thrown a full inning this year, Josh. She's thrown two-thirds of an inning. And we haven't seen her since March 18th. And prior to that, she hadn't pitched since February 19th. So I understand it. I get it. You want to see more depth because you got to have more than just Hope and Nicole, right, in some people's minds. But I I think she's got great stuff. I think it's definitely a control issue. But when you're talking about someone two-thirds of an inning that has seven walks in those two-thirds and hasn't pitched since March 18th, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much you can truly count on a ma- I, I She's awesome. I love her to death, and I'm her biggest fan. And I'm going to root for her until the end, and I want to see her get an opportunity. But I think reality has to set in where it's like, Robert Parrish ain't walking through that door. You know, it, it, Larry Bird ain't walking through that door. If she can't go, then it's what you've got. And I think they're very confident with Hope Troutwine and, and Nicole May. And I don't, I don't think magically Macy or Emma are going to be able to provide much for you this year. And you're not probably, I don't know, game one of a Norman regional. You're not yet super concerned about rest and all of those sorts of things. Sure. But it does allow you and afford you the opportunity to not just tinker and experiment a little bit with, okay, what else do we have on this pitching staff? Can somebody emerge throughout this postseason run to throw some innings for us. If we get into a pinch, if we get into a bind, and hope Troutwine and Nicole May both maybe don't quite got it, 
then who who's the next arm that we can turn to? Tonight would allow you to look into that a little bit if you wanted to start a different direction. And it also, sure. the, the rest side of it, if you wanted to just buy one extra day. Because, look, almost whoever Oklahoma throws out there versus Prairie View A&M, I think Oklahoma can name their score tonight versus Prairie View A&M. And, I mean, look. This is going to be a run rule victory tonight, so it affords you that opportunity if you want it. But sure, we'll see if Oklahoma takes that approach. I would imagine either Troutwine or May will start in the circle tonight. I don't think you're going to see Jordy this weekend. I mean, I, I guess Coach essentially ruled her out, right? But it wouldn't surprise me at all if she's back in this mix, if they can advance to the Super. Mike, hit me up in Tulsa. Good to hear from you, Mike Howard. Has Patty talked to you about Kirsten Deal? Her and Jordy should be a juggernaut. Does Hope have a possibility of another year because of COVID? No, this is Hope's extra year because of COVID. So Hope, Taylor Snow, Jana Johns, Jocelyn Allo, and Lindsey Elam are all playing their, their final postseason. Everyone else is coming back. And I don't know how many times I have to say Grace Lyons is coming back, for people to not ask me if Grace Lyons is coming back, but Grace Lyons is coming back. Barring an injury or, you know, the Lord directing her somewhere else, I mean, Grace Lyons is going to be back and is, be starting shortstop for is, OU. Is there a chance for Grace Lyons, you think, to come back next year? I'm not kidding. I'll get a text message or a tweet at some point tonight. Now, I don't have to worry about <laughs> answering most of them, Josh, because I have, like, an answering system that magically answers all these tweets for me. I don't know how it happens, but certain people will ask me questions, and the next thing I know, it's getting answered by everyone else, which I think is easy for me. Thank you for but, asking about Grace Lyons. We really appreciate your question. And as previously stated, in our automated response, she will be back at Oklahoma next season. I also get, too, that a lot of people are just now coming to softball, right? They're just now getting into it. Um, but Kirsten Deal, I'm not going to lie, we, we, I haven't talked much about who's coming in, but I think I brought this up. Last year, I was talking to a parent, and we were at the Women's College World Series celebration. And he asked me, I said, have you seen Jordy Ball pitch? And, of course, my response was, no, not yet. He goes, just wait. She goes, she is going to take this team to another level. And he was right. That same parent, before this season even started, came to me and said, deal is as real as Jordy Ball. And she's a lefty. So, at least in the circle, over the next four to five years, you feel pretty good. And then you add to it, you know, Jada Coleman and T.R.A. Jennings will be back for their third year. We just mentioned Grace Lyons. Riley Boone's going to continue to get better. Alyssa Brito will be back, probably be her starting third baseman. Kinsey Hansen will be back. Yeah, they're pretty loaded for the future. Uh, let me get Darlin here before we break, and then we'll hit our top five stories of the day to put a wrap on a little softball talk. Darlin, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning, Darla. How are you? Fine. How was your son's graduation? I haven't had a chance to listen until now. Oh, I haven't talked about it too much. It was awesome. You know, I, I, I mean, I just I feel like I'm an open book here, so I, I try not to be someone I'm not. But obviously, I, I'm not married to his mom. We're, we're a divorced family. And, it you know, sometimes that can be a little challenging. But it, everything's been awesome recently. And that was it was really cool to see everyone together. 
to see my former in-laws and to see my my ex and everyone to be in a happy situation. So it was really, really cool on all the things that I was nervous about, Darla. But just for him in general, I it was great. I was so proud of him. And it wasn't too bad of a ceremony either. It kind of cooked a little bit. But, yeah, it was great. It went well. Good. Well, I'm just hopeful that OU can pull it out tonight. I think they – I mean, surely uh, – I believe they can. I'm, I'm well, for them. If you're talking softball, I think we're pretty good today. Yes, I am. I think the concern gets ratcheted up, Darla, a little bit tomorrow with Texas A&M or Minnesota uh, right. just because they've had some nice wins this year. Right. So I feel really good about tonight. Tomorrow is one of those that's going to be really fun, I think. And no more on Jordy Ball yet, right? Just wait you know what? That's a, Darla, I appreciate you asking that question. Um, before we take a break, thanks for the call, Darla. I want to go back to what Patty Gasso said on the Oklahoma breakdown. Perhaps you've uh, heard it or have seen it on Twitter.com. But it's as in-depth as I think you've heard Coach B on this injury. And, in fact, I mean, almost to the point that whenever I had first – I first saw the clip, I was like, ooh, that's um, – that's – that's quite a bit of information. So here's what Coach had to say about – perfect way to wrap up this first segment, Darla. Look at you. You should be a radio producer. Yeah. Um, she is out, and she was out, but we are still hopeful. And this is going to come down to a doctor. It's x-rays. It's her forearm. It's what her forearm looks like. There was a time when she couldn't lift her arm. Um, it happened on Saturday – uh, let's see, when was it? A week, the, the weekend Saturday that we played Oklahoma State here. And she fielded a ground ball in our pregame warm-up, threw it, and felt something just really um, attack her forearm. And went in, said it felt it was hurting so badly. They got the x-rays, and she's been in constant care and everything we can do to help her through it. The pain has subsided substantially. Um, Her x-ray happens today and it's going to come down to the doctor and it's probably going to come down to pain tolerance and what she can, what she can handle and what she can, right? We don't know yet, but uh, it has been done. And I know that for a fact because I talked to one of the best pitchers that ever played our game named Jenny Finch. And uh, she finished a season 32-0 and with um, a fractured forearm. And she talked me through what it felt like. And so I'm not going to have Jordy do anything she's not ready to do. I'm not going to have Jordy do anything the doctor doesn't agree that she can do. So we're ready one way or the other. Right now, our mindset is we're, we're doing this without her. Everybody step up. Let's do our thing. That's what we'll see him do, I think, starting tonight. Um, uh, what I've heard is that, and, and again, that was from, what, Tuesday? What I've heard is all the x-rays came back really good. So if you want to take that as a positive, there you go. If you get mad at me, it's like, never tell us anything. To which I will always respond. Well, of course, I'm not going to tell you. I know, but I'm not telling you. Why would I tell you? But I, 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 I don't know anything. I'm not. I, do I? Do I need to be nosier? Maybe. 
but I mean, I'm, I'm just not. Well, let me rephrase it. I am very nosy. I'm a very nosy person. But in these instances, it's kind of like, eh, they want me to know something, they'll tell me. If I happen to go to the park tonight and I see Jocelyn Allen in a left leg cast, now I might ask something about that. Beware of aggregation on that. I better be quick. That was just a theory, okay? I don't, I don't need to be on D1Softball.com because of something I said as a joke. All right, quick break. It's 11:19. Top five stories of the day. Next. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref. You know, it's been, it's kind of funny. I, you and I have pushed back a little bit against True's assessment that there is uh, nothing to talk about. You know, usually in July and August, if you work hard enough and you pay attention, there's tons to talk about. Um, I am fascinated by the amount of conversations that we've had over two coaches going after each other in the span of 24 hours. Um, I've dug that. I like I like how active all y'all have been on social media about this. At Plank Show, I asked which team, which side are you on, Team Saban or Team Jimbo? Uh, with close to 300 votes. 85% of you say Team Saban, which, again, I don't think is a surprise to anyone right now. But, again, Nick Saban apologized for naming names. But, honestly, Josh, he never apologized for saying they paid for the recruiting class, <laughs> which is the best part in all of this. I love the image that somebody texted us in. Per Ben Daniel, Jimbo had the nerve to say it wasn't name, image, likeness. Says everyone's coming to A&M because it's just a great place to be. Well, and then it runs down in 2018, zero five-stars, 19, two five-stars, 20, two five-stars, 21, one five-star. Name, image, and likeness introduced, seven five-stars. Makes perfect logic after losing to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and LSU and finishing four and four in the SEC. This is we're going into Jimbo's what fifth year at Texas A&M, so he's had some time to get his guys in there. You know, I here's one thing that's kind of wild. He talked about Bobby Bowden, and I love Bobby Bowden, one of my favorite coaches of all time. Was super nice when I met him, but Bobby Bowden got hammered with accusations. Now there's a great debate there amongst the Florida State Nation as to whether or not Bowden was was truly in the wrong. But, I mean, Jimbo Fisher does use the name Bobby Bowden quite a bit. And you're like, bro, you just got dinged for like 13 violations. But Jimbo Fisher, in his first five years at Florida State, had won a national championship. By year four, he was 14-0, national title winner, back in the national title picture in 14. And then he left to take the A&M job after that season. You know how many 10-win seasons A&M has had under Jimbo Fisher? Not a one. So if you're going to come with the idea that, well, it's just Jimbo Fisher is recruiting. I mean, it's it. No. No, it's not. And A&M's done a great job. But something don't smell right. And maybe the great – but I wish Nick Saban wouldn't have said text. There's a part of me that loves that he did, Josh, but I wish he wouldn't have because could you imagine how quickly – a&M would still have to come out with something. It's like, listen, I'm not here to name names, but there's a certain team in the SEC that somehow is ranked ahead of us in recruiting. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think that I don't think they're doing anything other than offering more money than we uh, potentially could. It's like, whoa, what's he talking about? Who could that be? 
Uh, I've got. I'll play some of the audio. Obviously, we don't have time for all of our top five stories of the day, but uh, that as a big story has been pretty fun to debate over the last twenty-four to thirty-six hours. There is some cool news, though, as far as breaking news is concerned. The Oklahoma men's golf team is officially the number one seed for the national championship. Tee times are set. They'll play in the first round on May twenty-seventh at one thirty p.m. Round two will start the next day at eight. 28 a.m. So we'll have that during our show from Greyhawk Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona. Not not next week, but the following week. I like these little breaks in golf. I don't know why. I don't like them in any other sport, but take a little time to build up the drama. Let us get through softball. Let us get a little bit of baseball postseason started, and boom, national championship in golf. And speaking of golf, I know you're all in right now, Josh Helmer. Because Rory McIlroy tees off in two hours. He'll, well, I can't say he'll still, but Justin Thomas has evened out. I mean, after going birdie, par, par, birdie in his first four holes, he bogeyed 14, and he's gone straight par the rest of the way. He's one shot back of uh, Rory McIlroy, who will tee off in a bit. But it seems as if that wind has been a major issue for guys. I think the lowest to score on the course right now is what, a two under? Yeah, and any red figure today is if what Matt was telling us earlier with the winds, if it's really like that, then anything even par, red figure's great. Uh, Quite frankly, one over's not all that bad. So it's looking like – a nice little leaderboard at the top. Will Zalatoris, he's one of those guys that's four under par and will tee off this afternoon as well. It's great to see Rory actually get off to a good start in a major championship. feels like it's been ages since that has happened. Abraham Answer, our boy from Oklahoma, he's teeing off this afternoon, got himself a nice little start with a 67 on day one. See if he can add to that. That would be great to see heading into the weekend. Rory has... Won them all but the Masters. He's a two-time PGA champion. He's won the U.S. Open. I, I didn't realize his U.S. Open win was 11. That's over a decade ago. Won the Open Championship overseas in 14. So, you know, this is a guy who hasn't had a major championship, Josh, in like eight years. Yeah. But we know he's capable because he's done it at the PGA Championship before. Well, and if he wins this PGA oh. Championship, you got to look out for him at both the – U.S. Open and the Open Championship because his career trajectory, it's it's exactly that. He goes yeah. in streaks. If he wins this PGA Championship, I mean, he might he might knock down the next two to close out this uh, major championship season. And then we might not hear from him again in eight years. <laughs> Unreal. All right, we've got some good air comfort solutions and text to get to. Um, really good, really good stuff from you guys. But I like this. What did Plank say about Alo's leg? Also, can you tell me if Grace Lyons is coming back next year? Uh, Jordy probably just needs to see a chiropractor for an adjustment. Is that a joke that I'm not getting? Yeah, I, I, no, I don't know. I guess not. Uh, and someone asked, is it her pitching arm? I mean, I, I would assume so. Right, if she's I, <laughs> not – if it was the I, off arm, I mean, she'd be able to go. Can, can I tell you something right now? Jordy Ball could lose her left arm, and if her right arm was ready to go, I think she would try to find a way to pitch. 
If she can stand out there and get that torque, I think she'll take her chances and can do it without, you know, furthering injuring herself. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's go through the drama of Jimbo versus Nick, play-by-play, kind of every single little shot that was taken. Like I mentioned, you guys have been great with the text and the calls today at 405-329-9000. This from the 614, according to Natalie Davis, the first OU softball fan, was in line at 10 a.m. That's pretty awesome. But why why are you getting out there so early? You You got some time, dude. It's okay. And, and I, I would understand it. Like, there's going to be a game played before OU plays. So maybe his or her thought is that I'll get there early for the Texas A&M-Minnesota game, and I'll sit through that to make sure I have my spot. It's a commitment. That's a good three-hour commitment, four-hour commitment. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. So can I tell you a quick personal story? On Monday. You may. <laughs> okay, hold on. We have had uh, our uh, banking account compromised. Oh, man. It, yeah, and my wife and I are trying to go through the how and the why. And what we have discovered is that our card was skimmed. Have you heard of this before? Yeah, I have, but I'm... I don't remember what it means, so talk to me. So basically what happens, and, and again, I'm not fully 100% understanding um, of how this is able to work, but when you put your credit card in some of those pay-at-the-pump things, they're, I, I don't, they're, they're either a device was put in there that can read your card or copy your card, and then somehow, these people are able to use it. In fact, mine was compromised. I mean, I'll just say it so you guys are careful. Mine was compromised at a Casey's whenever I was getting gas in my car. And I do that little thing where I check it now because apparently if you shake it, you'll be able to tell. And sometimes, like, I might I might even go inside now and say just, here, I don't want to risk at any place. And I'll 7-Eleven, you know, come and go or wherever. You know, I, I'm not. I'm just saying that's where it happens. So it could happen anywhere. Because to me, that's a big time place, right? They wouldn't have to worry about that. It's Casey's. They're everywhere. So just be careful as my challenge and charge. But then my second question in all of this, Josh, how, how do they get away with this? Like, in other words, are are they just putting gas in their car? Are they just ordering online? I mean, we've can't. This has now been canceled for a week, and it's still happening even though that card and that number has been canceled. What in the world is going on? So you, you're still having problems even though you, yeah. you canceled the card? Everything has been canceled. Everything um, is is fixed. But I still want to know. i got to go in now and sign a bunch of disputes. You lazy SOBs, get a job and quit stealing. It's not that hard. My God, thieves hate you. Yeah, well... Maybe you shouldn't pay at the pump. Well, maybe I don't want to walk around and have to be social with people. Yeah, well, you're a busy man. You, I mean, that's at least a minute and a half of your day to walk in there. I know. Minimum. That's right. Could be longer. And you know, you know what really makes me mad? When I've got to go see the cashier for my receipt, why do you have this out here? It should work. But, yeah, so um, we, we're still dealing with it. 
and somehow these people are using it at gas stations. So someone's got a lot of gas, courtesy of your boy. I I want to show up in court Johnny Depp style when they get these people. Sir, this is like small claim. No, I would like my attorneys here with me. We would like to have a few words. I now imagine every single every single courtroom situation Josh plays out like Johnny Depp right now. I'm going to show up well-dressed with my crazy attorney, and we're going to have some words for you, you thieves. Kyle and Broken Bow. That's what Ryan Broyles got in trouble for. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, he just not legit, he just legit uh, took he had gasoline, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Which, 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 again, is fine, I think, now. I think nowadays it's, it's it, he could say I got an NIL deal with this place. They take care of all my gas. Get a gas buddy card. Can't buy anything but gas with it, and it needs your personal ID pin number. This shouldn't happen. I mean, I'm he, sorry. He could get a gas I, buddy I, go, card now, but really the the damage has been done. Like, I mean, the people that came up with the idea of inserting something to steal your credit card information, why can't they be out working on things like, I don't know, (laughs) fixing our issues with allergies around here? Come up with a new allergy pill. You came up with a way to steal that took many man hours. It's uh, been reported, obviously, to the authorities, right? So here's the process. When you go through this, it starts with your bank. And... So that's, that's at least my understanding, that it starts with your bank. And so now we're going through the process with the great people at our bank of saying, okay, I've got to dispute all these. Because, I mean, we're living, right? We're living our life around this. So there's still, I'm getting gas, or I'm grabbing lunch, or we're paying for a kid's entrance into something. But, yeah, good times. I'm just, good I'm times. just saying that your, your bank or whoever, they, they reported it to the authorities, correct? Yes, that's my understanding. Because, I mean, chances are, I mean, it's not just your card. I mean, they probably got a, a bunch. I I don't know. From That's that same, that same pump, right? But they should be yeah, able to, to just be. go back and look at the surveillance tape. You know what it reminds me of whenever something like this happens? Have you seen The Big Lebowski, Josh? Oh, yeah. Great movie. Whenever he goes to pick up his car, and yeah, he goes, well, do you, you have someone that's on this to try to find out more about what happened and who took my car? And the guy goes, yeah, buddy, we got a couple of detectives working around the clock on it. We'll let you know. <laughs> I kind of feel like that it falls under a category that's not quite as important as it is to me. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I'm just and, thinking that, you know, if they've taken enough people's cards and information, we're talking they could be having a, a, fe- yeah, time. a felony. Oh, it's a felony in my book already. Oh, big time. They have, they have I don't know. Let me see how much we're down. Felonious behavior. All right. Let me see. Um, let me see if my wife will even tell me. But I asked how much. I guess if I if I wanted to, I could sit here and log into my bank account and look. But let's just say when we had first noticed the problem, Josh, it was three separate $120 charges. Hmm. And all, all of the charges were at another gas station. Interesting. Uh, so, which by the way, I'm still a radio guy at heart. So, 120 bucks missing times three. Oh, that's quite a bit. I hear you. That's, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. That's not something that's easy to bounce back from. I mean, I, I I feel like I've got a good life going, but when magically 300 plus disappears from your account, it's like, ugh, 
anyway, T's and P's, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right, back and forth. Let's start. Nick Saban makes his comments on what would that be Wednesday night to a group of Birmingham businessmen, and it sounded like this. We were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and like. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Okay. So he mentions he makes the mistake of saying their name. Jimbo Fisher is thus fired up. I just know that what we did was nothing wrong, was not done the wrong way, nothing was promised, nothing was deal, and we didn't buy every we didn't buy any players. <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch that little slip before. Did you catch it there? Play it again. Okay. L- listen right here at the end of it. I just know that what we did was nothing wrong, was not done the wrong way, nothing was promised, nothing was deal, and we didn't buy every we didn't buy any player. <laughs> nothing was promised? No, no, no. We didn't buy every we didn't buy any player. <laughs> uh, in other words, he had him. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Maybe we didn't any player. <laughs> he kind of stopped himself a little bit, uh, and he wasn't he wasn't done because Jimbo wanted to talk to you about how he was brought up. You can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't call me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. Cause I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. <laughs> By the way, Nick Saban's dad owned a gas station. That's what he did when he was growing up. I'm not saying anything about Mr. Saban Sr., who was also a coach, too. Um, I think, wait, hold on. It was his grandfather that, uh, grandfather that owned a gas station. His dad, of course, was coach. But, um, wait, hold on. I'm screwing the story up. It was Nick Saban's father-in-law that owned a gas station, and his, his dad and his, his grandfather were all in coaching. I see. But, but I'm sure he got a few knocks on the noggin when he was growing up, is my point there, Jimbo. I'm not trying to get too carried away here. Agreed. I, I would imagine that he did. He seems like someone that <laughs> his father, you know, laid the discipline down when uh, need be. I, you know, I, I meant to mention this earlier this morning when you had, we first talked about this, and I, I just I didn't. But, you know, one of one of the things that, to me, coming out of all of this – I feel like Jimbo Fisher's made himself a huge target. Not in terms of the Alabama A&M game. I mean, that right. part of it, I think that's tasty. That's great for the SEC. I told you that. But, look, he better he better damn well hope that they do have this by the book and I don't cheat and I don't lie. Okay, well, uh, eh, you better have not cheated because as far as I'm concerned, you are now, you are now the FBI's most wanted when it comes to name, image, and likeness, and if you are enticing players and going out of your way to have this big response press conference, just uh, just put the spotlight on you trying to escape the prison even brighter. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top, and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. 
but we're not, we're always going to be here. <laughs> Wild. So then Nick Saban um, apologized for naming names, but I reached out to him, never got a response, but um, I feel bad about it, but I'm not changing my philosophy. And then one more from good old St. Nick. I'm not against name, image, and likeness. I think it's a great thing for players. Um, you know, our players made a lot of money last year in name, image, and likeness. But, you know, I told our players to, you know, get an agent, get representation, you know, make what you can make. Players have always been able to work, and I think that's a good thing. So we have a poll going right now um, on Twitter, a Plank Show, Josh on Ref, at Sports Talk 1400, at 947, the ref in a buzz, Tulsa. Which side are you on, Team Saban, Team Jimbo? A whopping 85.4% of you are on Team Saban. Justin in Cincinnati writes, Jimbo keeps saying ask his former assistants, and since he's that, plus he doesn't lie, I'm sure he'll tell us what he meant. Jimbo is a clown and made something out of nothing. You agree? I don't know that he made something out of nothing, but he did take it to another level. Right, and... I do subscribe to the he makes himself look so, so guilty that he goes out of his way to call this press conference and do this thing in response to Nick Saban immediately after it. I mean, to me, he's as guilty as guilty could get. Someone just tweeted Jimbo is acting sus. (laughs) My daughter says that to me all the time. You're acting sus. What does that even mean? Um... I li- I'm curious to get your take on this from Riding Randy, who writes, I think both schools generated a lot of negative publicity. That has to be good for OU recruiting. Nobody wins but us. Well, I mean, Alabama still has all the dudes they're putting in the NFL. Same for Georgia. A&M still apparently has this collective that's making things look smoother. So I like the way you're saying, you know, I like the, the personality and the mindset of my coach over theirs. But I don't know if really anyone truly wins coming out of this. Yeah, I don't think it was bad either way on the recruiting side. Wallace writes, my man Wallace Marsh down in Houston. People forget, Nick won a national championship at a school not named Alabama, and Jimbo was an OC before he arrived at A&M. This goes back a long time for these two. Back to the LSU days, baby. Uh, Angela and Bristow writes, team cage match. And my man Dylan Goforth from the Frontier up in Tulsa writes, let them fight. That's my team. Quick break. We're back to wrap it up. Tell All right. Um, hey, quick final segment here. Maybe I should buy because there was at least a few things the about the NCAA enforcement. Ryan Fisher is reporting. Now, this is what I'm talking about. These are the things that should be out there, not the we have decided – to soften the restriction on divisions. Everyone praise us. Praise us. Praise us. Tell us how great we are. You know what else? You can sign bigger classes. Not expanding rosters, but you can sign bigger classes. Praise us. Tell us how great we are. Which that These is that is a good rule change, though, by the way. Which one's that? Well, both. The, the, the sign expanded classes is for two years. That's it? It's, and then it, it's not a long-term It's two fix. years. Yeah, and it's and and then you you can't expand your roster, so you sign more people. Then what are you going to do with all the people that you've signed? And then you're going to sign more again. I understand that places like Kansas need it, but well, and we do need a transfer 
portal fix. I mean, you know, well, anything you lose in the transfer portal, you ought to be able to replenish. Good grief. Here is what the Transformation Committee and Fractions Process Committee have started to put together on what the new NCAA might look like. Head coaches are responsible for any and all staff violations without exception. Banning coaches from postseason instead of teams. Multi-million dollar fines. Scholarship losses follow coaches. Penalties for trashing the NCAA Enforcement Committee in public. And a uh, Nicole Arbach is reporting a renewed commitment to building up the Enforcement Committee. Uh, potential enforcement changes. Uh, in addition to that, all high school recruiting and all sports starts June 15th after sophomore year, eliminating restrictions on visit calls, etc. Eliminating restrictions on number of coaches, two recruiting periods, a limited number of recruiting days. Transfer windows, football, last Sunday night in November, through the start of the early signing period or five days, uh, five days after the last game, March 15th through May 1st. That's still a pretty good stretch. I mean, it's still like five months after the year to make up your mind. But we'll see how it all plays out. We'll see what ends up happening. All right. Um, can I – hey, before we get out of here, can I just say sure. Travis Davidson will be out at Ash Cigar down in Tulsa at 2 o'clock. I will be, along with Matt Reynolds, at Lexus of Tulsa tomorrow at 10 a.m. for the Gimme Zone. So swing on by and say hey. All right, we'll see you guys back here on Monday. I'll see you out here tonight, 6.15 pregame show, 6.31st pitch for Oklahoma and Prairie View A&M. Have a great weekend. See you in at noon or next.